This is your host Peyton with Girls Gone Right. If you want to follow along with the video format, be sure to check us out on YouTube and hit subscribe. Let's discuss. Hi, this is Megan from Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton. Hi, what's going on, guys? We've got a great segment for our pop culture. Oh, I'm going to start over. That was bad. <laughs> Starting over. Oh, I hate myself. I hate my life. Idiot sandwich. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> okay. <coughs> hey, this is Megan from Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton. Welcome to our pop culture segment. Today we're doing things a little different. Oh, what's going on? Uh, we are going to be reviewing, just having a good old-fashioned discussion about controversial VMA performances. Yes, and this one you may want to watch on YouTube if you're listening on Spotify. Check us out on our YouTube channel so you can see what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, I think it's six or so different controversial VMA performances that I picked. <laughs> <laughs> because of course, I have to educate my youngling here. <laughs> um, so one is the Lady Marmalade performance at the VMAs, then you might not remember this duo, Tattoo, uh, Madonna, Brittany, and Christina. We all remember that one. Uh, Marilyn Manson, Nirvana, Miley Cyrus, and Robin Thicke, a Lady Gaga, and then a Prince performance. So just a few. So we're going to start with the Lady Marmalade performance. Ooh, what Was this the first time you watched that? You're really so. Young. I actually don't think it was the first time that okay. I've seen it, but I have not. I think maybe I probably saw it once or yeah. twice. Yeah, but I definitely know the song and everything. Yes. and the, I've seen the performance clipped elsewhere. Yeah. Well, I remember when the song came out. It's obviously a cover because it's an it's an older song, so it's a remake of a, a classic. But I remember when the song came out. It was like already the movie Moulin Rouge was such a hit with women and young women. So when the song, it slapped. I mean, <laughs> we were like, where's on my soul, sister? Let me get that go, sister. I mean, like, that was the jam back in the day. I mean, it still comes on. I'm like, this song yeah. slaps. Um, and but- I love Christina Aguilera. I like her version of it <laughs> because she has such a good raspy voice. Uh, she, she kills it. You know her voice when you hear it. Yeah. So, obviously, we know that um, Moulin Rouge is very burlesque, and um, which is funny because Christina Aguilera was in that really horrible movie called yes. Burlesque. <laughs> uh, so, this was nothing short of a burlesque show in the performance. But the whole time, <laughs> they're touching their vaginas <laughs> with their fingers and over and over and over again. It's just very uncomfortable, oh. and they're wearing lingerie and which would be normal today um but you've got four of the hottest women in music at that time up there you got pink maya christina lil kim and then missy elliott somewhere in the background but those four women were really big in music at that time and they're all wearing panties on stage so of course all the guys were probably like they were a little ahead <laughs> of their times. I'll say. Um, so what did you think of each women, 
each of the women in their um, in their outfits. <laughs> okay, so this is my hot take. Okay, go. And I'm conservative, so it's probably not going to be the most popular take. But my opinion on opinion on this whole performance, yeah, was as promiscuous as it was, mm-hmm. and they could have been wearing a little more, showing a little less skin. However, I thought that they were very talented performers in yeah. the sense they were actually singing. They were not lip singing. They were actually dancing, not just humping the ground and yep. shaking their asses. Yeah. So I can appreciate their performance because it actually takes work and effort and talent to be able to do something like that and sing and rip out the vocal cords that they were hitting. And compared to today, what we see at the VMAs is Lizzo shaking (laughs) her ass on stage (laughs) or grinding with uh, Yum. Yes, we're just grinding (laughs) on the stage. So in comparison to what we get today, Lizzo is... That's not dancing. That's not a performance. That's an extremely obese woman shaking her ass on the ground because she cannot dance and sing at the same time because she's not fit. She's morbidly obese. So I do appreciate actual fit women being able to do something because a performance is a lot of work. It takes takes You have to be physically fit to perform like that and sing. It's cardio. It's an actual workout. And Lizzo can't do that as well as a lot of performers today. They lip sync. They're overweight. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, they're trying to do what they did back then. Well, the, the sad thing is, is that you don't really have to have any talent anymore to, to be considered talented. Yes. And I used to play in a cover band where you would play three to four hours a night. Just all night. And I can't even tell you the amount of stamina and endurance that you have to have in order to keep people entertained for that long. It takes a lot. I don't even understand how Lizzo is moving around on the stage, how big she is. <laughs> like, I, not, not enough. And can we just talk about, okay, so each of the women had their, like, their own style, which I appreciate. So like Maya, to me, looked very classic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a mysterious kind of sexy and then Pink just walks out looking freaking ripped and jacked. And I'm like, can I we get that? She was that jacked like, and had Can we get that? Great abs, great physique. These were actually very attractive women. Yes. I know we're not supposed to say these types of things, but they're performers and this is what they're doing. They know that they're entertainers. They look hot. They hot. They and look it's hot. been a minute since the VMAs looked hot. No, Pink, like, Pink is a perfect, that performance right there and pink in that costume is a perfect example of what healthy fit looks like. Yeah. She looked amazing. Now, I will say Christina looked a little too sickly. She was a little too skinny, but she's obviously filled out now. She was also probably like 19 when that song came out. But everyone looked so good and in their own style. Um, And overall, the performance was great. It was good. It was really good. So that's that take on that performance. The next one is Tattoo. (laughs) So they had two hits uh, in the early 2000s, and that was it. They had um, All the Things She Said and then Not Gonna Get Us. And this performance was Not Gonna Get Us. Right off the bat, the introduction for the performers, which is Tattoo, was by Hilary Duff and Amanda Bynes. (laughs) 
it's so interesting to see them so young. And uh-huh. Amanda Bynes was just such the it girl. Uh-huh. The girl next door, so bubbly, yeah. so funny, so flirty to see where her life went. I know, it's so sad. Um, but it it is funny because she, they're, they're up there talking about all the hot guys in the room it, it and on her face, Amanda's face, it just looks like she's so annoyed because she's ha- she's being forced to say what, whatever she's saying in the script, and you just tell it's written all over her face, which I appreciate looking back on it. Um, but they talk about oh my god, Ashton Kutcher is here, he's so hot, and they're talking about all the hot celebrities that are in the room and how the girls in tattoo want nothing to do with them because. The whole controversial thing between the two girls and Tattoo was no one really knew if they were lesbians and if they were lesbians together because they kissed in uh, their very first music video. Well, they did it again (laughs) in this one. So they come out dressed in schoolgirl uniforms, which is just the right way to turn on a young boy. Just put them in a school uniform. That's all you got to do. Um, and they're lifting up the skirts and shaking their butt. And then all of a sudden, that sea of girls comes into the auditorium wearing the, all the exact same thing, the button down, the, the schoolgirl skirt and the knee highs. And they all look like a hot mess. There's nothing that can turn on a young guy more than a rebellious schoolgirl. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, then they start taking off all their clothes. Just great. And the puff daddy is over there. He's like, throw it to me, throw it to me. <laughs> Catching their clothes. And, uh, and then the backup girls start making out, which is, yay. Ahead of their times again. Yeah. <laughs> they just all started kissing each other. And I'm like, was it necessary? It was the shock factor back was in the day. Was it necessary to do that? Speaking of kissing, the Madonna, Britney, and Christina performance. We all know that one because it was the kiss her around the world. Uh, Even I know about that one. Yeah. And that is big. That's big. Big news about it. Because I don't know anything from the early 2000s. No fake news here. This is bigly. 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 (laughs) Peyton knows about it. It's big. That's the worst Donald Trump. Huge news, guys. It's the worst Donald Trump impression you'll ever hear. Uh, So this performance was a recreation of Madonna's very first VMA performance of Like a Virgin. So we've got Britney coming up out of the top of the, I guess it's supposed to look like a wedding cake. And she's supposed to be like the little bride on top of the cake. She's dressed in the iconic Madonna outfit in the 80s torn up tulle uh, bridal costume. And then she works her way down and she sings her her part. And then Christina comes out with a veil over her face. And you don't find out who it is until she opens her mouth because everyone knows her voice. Uh, So you've got two of the biggest pop stars, not only sharing the stage together, Two of the biggest pop stars that everyone thought had a feud, that they hated each other. Turns out they don't. Uh, And then they start grinding each other on the floor. So that's great. (laughs) Very sexy. Um, Then Madonna shows up and she's dressed as the groom of this thruple, I guess. And she sounded terrible. I'm not a big Madonna fan, just by the way. Yeah, I'm also not a big Madonna fan. 
Well, I'm more team Britney. Well, yes. But Britney I'm fan. talking like um, even Madonna's older stuff, like in her earlier days, like I'm just not a fan. I've never enjoyed her voice. I can appreciate the culture, the cultural impact that she's had on music and pop culture until recently. <laughs> um, but as as an artist and a musician, I have just never been a big fan of her. Um, so there's that. But uh, this is a sexualization of girl-on-girl action just for reaction, uh, this yeah. performance. Yeah. A lot of these performances were for that wow factor to be yes. talked about Shock because factor. nothing went viral on Instagram because there was no Instagram. So people had to talk about it. It was the old fashioned way of getting clout. And yeah. having people talk about you was doing something that was shocking that you're, everyone was going to be talking about for the next week. That's how they did it back then. Uh-huh. And I think the biggest difference is if you did that today at the VMAs, no one would talk about it. No one would blink an eye because that's so normal. In fact, people are like, that's actually not that cool. People were doing that yeah. way back when. So you have to do something way ridiculous nowadays shocking. to get attention. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. Back then, it was unnecessary, unneeded, very sexualizing. We knew that then. They did it. They got all the attention. And now the VMAs, you have to do something utterly ridiculous like Sam Smith and dress like Satan and have a terrible performance just to get attention and to be talked about. Well, I feel like now it's because we've been so, uh, become so immune to the sexualization of like girl on girl action or um, just... I guess you just gay content in general. Yeah. Like gay is not good enough anymore. Yeah. We what have can to, we do? We have to make it crazy. <laughs> what can we do that's utterly ridiculous we to have get to, attention? We have to make men look like they're having sex on stage. Yeah. Like little Nas X. Yeah. Like they're like, what can we do to bring the attention back to us that is utterly yeah. ridiculous? It's all a ploy and an act to bring the attention back to yeah. the alphabet soup, the it's LGBT plus who community. Who gets the most attention? That's what we need to do. I want to take the LGB out of it because I feel like they're not <laughs> part of it. Like, I feel like they, they yeah. don't want to be a part There's, of it. There is the LGBTQ plus it has gone absolutely too far and it's not that. It's gone too far in the sense that these people are demonic and they worship Satan. It's no longer, oh, well, we just want love. That's all we're asking for. No, they don't want love. They want to worship Satan. They want to push an evil agenda on children. It's not love is love anymore. That's not the motto of the LGBT community Mm -hmm. anymore. It's gone so much further into something outlandish and crazy and Mm -hmm. evil. Yeah, and the whole like girl on girl action in this performance was not promoting at the time anything for the gay community or the LGBT community. It was just for attention. It was just for show. Yep. It was all for show. Um, but what's funny about this is that this performance was actually fresh after the breakup of Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. So they show his face immediately after... Madonna and Britney have their kiss and his face is priceless. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, it is amazing. That was revenge. Oh, that yeah. was just pure spite. What was really sad, not that I'm like condoning 
girls kissing each other for show. But it was really sad because Madonna then kissed Christina and no one cared. <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> no one this cared. This is the one we want to focus on. No one cared because they were just so like, oh, look at Justin's face. It was it was priceless. Um, and then they showed a bunch of other audience members like enjoying the performance because it was really cool that they recreated that. Then they started singing Madonna's hit at the time, which was a terrible song. Um, but I loved when Missy Elliott came out and then they showed Snoop Dogg and he was laughing. He was laughing at the white girls dancing on the <laughs> stage. And it was amazing because I, I don't know about you. I think there's nothing funnier than when like a black person has got so much swag is laughing at a white person that's trying so hard. I think it's so funny. Yeah, I I agree. That's like me trying to go out dancing. Obviously, I have no rhythm. There's nothing to it, guys. I will go out. You've seen it. I look you like, have fun, though. Yeah, I have, I have fun, but do people look at me and think I'm an absolute fool? Yes, yes, they do. I will watch videos. And I'm like, what was she doing? She has nothing to shake. There's no rhythm. There's what are we doing out here? I love it. Well, what what's what's interesting to me about when Madonna finally comes out, Brittany and Christina stop singing. They just stop. Like they have nothing else to sing. <laughs> and thus they're like just chiming in with like gang vocals behind Madonna on the choruses of her new song. But it's almost like they told Christina is a professional. She's professional enough. She, she knows she's a much better singer than the two of them. So she she probably knew how to tone herself down. Um, I would say dumb herself down because she can sing planets around these girls. But it was almost like the producers of the performance were like, okay, this is Madonna's comeback moment. So you two just need to shut up. Especially you, Christina. <laughs> Don't sing. Don't do it. You do not sing at all. You're done. You had your moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Takeaways from that performance. That is all for show. <laughs> yeah. And I will say something going through at least these first few ones, they were actually performances. Yes. Like, especially with Tattoo, it engaged the audience. They came. When have we seen a performance like that? No, not That a was time. so engaging. That had so many dancers. That wasn't just about one. Really, what we see is just, it's about one person. They're doing something absolutely outlandish. But these performances were huge. Yeah. It was like a whole event. And it was actually very cool to watch because you had a lot of respect for these artists for being able to do something like this and yeah. have that creativity. Yeah. It takes a lot. And that was something that I really noticed was I enjoyed watching the VMAs and mm. that the VMAs have not been enjoyed in some time. No, not in a very long time. I I have, cannot tell you the last time I watched a VMA show. But these were interesting to watch. Yeah. They're very interesting. I'll vote that they may be a little uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable <laughs> and crazy and cancelable. They were still really interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of getting uncomfortable, Marilyn Manson is somebody that makes has always made me uncomfortable. Uh, his performance of the Dope Show um, was nothing short of a Marilyn Manson performance. Uh. Did you know who that was before this? No. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
So he... I know nothing <laughs> about pop culture. He... Uh, how do I even describe him? I mean, he's just the most... I, I would say he probably pioneered this um, eccentric, androgynous, uh, weird, demonic yeah. look. Um and kind of propelled that for a lot of performers today, currently. Um, because he was the only one doing it then. And then it it made such a spectacle and, and such controversy around it that nobody wanted to even attempt to do that unless they could do it better than him. And if you try to do it better than him, then good God, good luck. Because then you're just weird. Yeah. I think with this one, it was almost like, what can I do that's really going to shock everyone and be the most remembered person at this show? Yeah. And, you know, after all of those people, you have to one-up it. So this guy was just like, let me just do something crazy. I mean, he's just weird. He's, he's weird from the start. Um, he normalized this behavior, I would say, for the current performers today, like the Sam Smiths and the uh, Lil Nas X, just minus the gay part, because Marilyn Manson wasn't gay. You would think he was gay, but he's not. Um, so he comes out and he's wearing a latex bodysuit with prosthetic boobs and assless chaps. He reminded me of that school teacher that wore prosthetic yes! boobs. <laughs> they weren't that big. That was the but they were still noticeable. Yeah, that teacher was like, <laughs> still not right from the VMAs. So he's basically dressed up like a human blow-up doll. If I do say so myself. In a condom. <laughs> a human blow-up doll in a condom. That's what he says. Or he's dressed up as. Uh, he used to scare me when I was a kid. Uh, because he wore, and he was wearing it in the in the performance too. He used to wear two different colored contacts. And then his hair was always kind of like brushed over his face. He, he just, he looked scary. Yeah. He always looked so scary. And of course, anytime he would come on TV, my mom would be like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> He's too scary. Um, but he, he always reminded me of the devil. Did you get that? Did you get those vibes? Yeah. Also, just dressing like a blow-up doll. Yeah. Again. Well, you've got the sex the sex part of it, the sexualization part of it, and then you've yeah, got But this, just the evilness, the, evilness. the wickedness. It feels yes. like something wicked. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Just very wicked. The whole performance just made me so uncomfortable because I couldn't stop looking at his crotch because he's wearing prosthetic boobs. He's got a bulge. Does it sound familiar? Nothing <laughs> screams, I want attention more than that outfit right there. Yeah. I am, that outfit is screaming, I want attention. Well, it's desperate for it's it. It's just very um, telling to today because now we've got men claiming to be women. And, and they're like, oh, it's not for attention. This is who I am. This is my truth. I'm wearing prosthetic boobs because I just want to be accepted. Yeah. Don't look at them. Yeah. Stop looking. I'm wearing boobs. Yeah, but you can I just want to be see. normal. But I'm like, no, that's 
babe, you want attention. <laughs> it's what you want. You want to be normal? That's not normal. <laughs> That's not normal. You know, you want to be accepted? Don't wear that. You want attention. Yeah. You want to be want talked attention. about. Yeah. You want people to talk about your sexuality and uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> and no, we're not doing that. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. Literally. <laughs> not today. So yes, Marilyn Manson makes everyone uncomfortable. Um, but at least he didn't hurt himself like the Nirvana bass player. Jeez. Uh, this was not the whole performance that we'll talk about. It was just that one moment. The The bass player of Nirvana, uh, while they were performing Lithium, I guess, from what I read in, in my research that I did, they came out there and the bass rig that they had hooked up for him was crap. He didn't, he didn't approve it. He didn't like it. So he was pissed. So he was like, well, I'm going to do the bass shtick. So he takes his bass, he takes the strap off of him and he throws it up in the air. Normally he catches it, but this time he missed and it hit him in the face and it knocked his ass out. <laughs> Cold. Knocked him out. Cold. Um, and after the fact, he was like, I always try to get really good air. I bet I hit over 25 feet easy. And yeah, you did. And you also... It came down even quicker than it went up on your face. <laughs> um, but a cool, fun fact about that whole thing was apparently afterwards, the medics that were checking on him, he was on a stretcher, Brian May of Queen came up to him to check on him with a very chilled glass of champagne. And the bass player from Nirvana was trying to do everything he could to get off that stretcher so that he could get the champagne from Brian May of Queen. So I thought that was really cool. Um, oh gosh, this was a performance that no one can forget, except Literally. for the fact that it's been scrubbed from YouTube. It is nowhere to be found. I cannot find the full yeah. performance of Miley Cyrus. I would want that taken down if I was Miley as well. Also, this is the one that I actually really remember. Yeah, because this, this is your this time. This was my childhood yeah. right here. So the Miley Cyrus performance of We Can't Stop mixed with Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. We all remember the Beetlejuice suit with Miley and her teddy bears twerking away on Robin Thicke's crutch. So since you were around for that one, what was your takeaway when you first saw that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this was Miley's era of she wasn't going hot through mess. it. She was a hot mess. Hot and mess. She, you know, the typical Disney star wrecking their lives. Implosion. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, this happens with a lot of Disney stars. Demi yeah. Lovato, everyone goes through it. So this was just yeah. her moment of going through that. And I think more so prior to this, I was devastated when she cut her hair because I'm not going to lie. I do not like her with that short haircut. That is not cute She's on her. She's like, Sure, if Johnny Kate plus eight. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, if Johnny Kate plus eight. Literally. And if anyone can pull that off, it is her. However, we knew her from Hannah Montana. I'm like, get the blonde hair back. Get we the want wig. the wig. Get the wig. Hannah Montana. That's all I want. So seeing this, it was just a moment of she, this is not Disney anymore. No. She's Far gone, right off the cliff. It was not the last song. It was not giving the last song. It was giving she is a coke addict, crack addict. Yes. And I think after that, she came out with like 
other songs about doing Molly. Dr- yeah, Molly doing drugs. Yeah. So this was just like the tipping point of basically her F you to literally everyone. F you, Disney. I'm doing whatever I want now. And yeah, that was her uh, Britney Spears shaving her head moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a that's a good comparison. I would say I totally agree with that. That was her Britney Spears shaving shaving the head moment and the umbrella to the window. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that and the whole time I'm going, no, no, no. No, not Miley. No. Not Hannah Montana. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. No. It can't get any worse. Oh, it got worse. Oh, no. And when she starts putting her freaking booty on Robin Thicke, I'm like, where is his wife? Also, what booty? <laughs> uh, yeah. What booty? She has no booty. You have no booty. No. Also, it's 96 pounds. I think it's just sad because so many people looked up to her. So many children looked yes. up to her because they still saw her as Hannah Montana, yeah. Miley Cyrus from Disney Channel. Yeah. You would see her now. And a lot of people just looked up to that. A lot of kids. So it was sad yeah. that she knew she had all these children looking up to her especially young children, influenceable children, that she just went and did that anyways. To me, it was more so she didn't respect herself, but she didn't respect her fans either because she knew who her fans were and it was not adults. Her fan base was not grown adults. It wasn't grown men. It was young kids because that's where she came from, Disney. So to me, it was just heartbreaking to know that she was going to do that and influence all these kids watching. Well, I don't understand the we can't stop mashup with, or it wasn't really a mashup, but I don't understand how those songs kind of worked together, period. They didn't. It, it didn't. There's that. It just, it didn't. The whole thing was a mess, and that's why you can't find it anywhere. They're <laughs> like, but, actually, not even because she was twerking. She's just like, that was terrible. It was just bad. Vocally bad. Well, here's what I'll say about the the song, We Can't Stop. It's it's a good like song to listen to and bop in your car, but like it doesn't translate well live. And I think that's they possibly figured that out mm. too late in the game. Good take. And they're like, okay, we've got to do something. So let's go crazy and bring out teddy bears that look stoned and and then get Miley half naked and then bring out Robin Thicke and just make a big spectacle of it because we just know that this is going to be a you-know-what show. Yep. And that's exactly what it was. Yes. <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. What wasn't bad, though, was the Lady Gaga paparazzi performance in 2008. This, See, I like this now because I know all of these. I, okay, so I love Lady Gaga, um, <laughs> the Gaga, and this is my favorite performance that she has ever done. She killed it. This is my favorite, hands down, my favorite favorite performance that she's ever done. Vocally, it's not that great, but it's just the like- The performance. The performance of it was- Over the top amazing. and so beautiful. It was amazing. It was nothing short of a Gaga performance. From the drama to the costumes to the arrangement of the song, it was just so good. And just like all of her other performances, this one told a story, which was kind of of a Marilyn Monroe- 
type starlet that got too caught up in the glitz and glamour of fame. And it was the one thing that she wanted so badly in life. And it ended up being the thing that ruined and killed her. So uh, it was also a callback to the paparazzi music video too. But this performance is amazing. And I love, I can't say that enough. Love the way the audience, you can hear them gasp when the blood starts coming out of her costume on her rib. You hear them go, oh my God. I'm like, when you can grab an audience like that, you yeah. win. You, you, you've done it. You win. You win. And something about Lady Gaga is she's not just a very talented singer and that she is, but she's a very talented performer in the sense yes. that you're right. She tells a story. It's not just her singing a song about nonsense. It's telling a story and the audience is just enamored through that. Yes. And watching the whole performance because they're so intrigued by the way she's dancing, the story that she's telling. There's something more going on than just the dance moves. Yeah. And to me, that is performance. That is art. That's not just singing. That's not just dancing. It is literally an art form. It is performance art. And obviously she comes from like a huge theater background, and she, but she's just so dramatic and everything that she does is got her Gaga stamp on it. Yeah. And this one definitely was that. Um then she's got the staged suicide at the end of the performance just to glamorize the the tragic story of everyone losing the beloved starlet in the end and and that that would be controversial today having a staged suicide on a live performance uh everyone would be like you can't talk about that i remember when you could talk about suicide yeah i remember when there were organizations that we would give it that we would blind to. Yeah, that suicide is real. We, we need to talk about we it. We need to talk about it. So I don't understand why. No, Megan, nothing's no. real. We can't talk about reality. We can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. The reality offends people. Yeah. No one can live in it. We can't we can't talk about it, ignore it, and talk nonsense with everyone else. Well, it's good that this was a performance and it's not real. <laughs> right? So yeah. we can't talk about like, it. Loophole. Loophole. I'm always good at finding those loopholes. Um, but yeah, the, the whole like staging the suicide at the end, I think people would be like, oh, gasp, can't do that. Not today. Yeah. We can have Sam Smith out there in lingerie shaking his grown ass man white ass on stage. Uh, and man worshiping the Yeah, worshiping the devil. <laughs> that's fine. Perfectly acceptable because that's art. <laughs> so gross. That is talent. <laughs> so gross. Um, you know who else is very talented? Prince. Oh my gosh. I didn't even have to watch this whole performance to, to get the gist of it because that man, R.I.P. He oozed so much talent and swag. <laughs> Good God. We need more princes around. We need more people like Prince than, or more men like Prince, I would say, that are in the entertainment sphere. Yeah. Um, he comes out in this cutout, like, laced illusion 
suit. And it's a cropped blazered top. It's yellow. It's very feminine. It's got like cut like a bell bottom at the bottom with shoulder pads. And it's making his petite little body look very feminine. But the dude is so manly. I don't understand it. He's so manly. He was so feminine and so metrosexual, but the guy could get any woman he wanted to, which is hilarious to me because now women want to demasculine. I don't think I just made that up. Masculate. <laughs> Demasculate. Emasculate. I don't know. What, am I like word, what word am I looking for right now? We'll make our own words up. We We're going to make it words. up. We don't need words. <laughs> words are violence anyway, right? They tried to take away men's masculinity uh, to make them more feminine. Everything about their masculinity, they want taken away. Whereas Prince was like, I'm eccentric. I'm feminine. But I'm still a man, baby. And I love that. I love that about him. It's something that we don't have a lot today because the men that are metrosexual are actually just full-blown worshiping evil. Like the celebrities that do this, there's no people like Prince anymore in the sense that they've gone too far. There Mm -hmm. was a center line of metrosexual and they've crossed it all the way to transgenderism. Yes. So it's, we don't have that happy middle anymore of having a little feminine men because they're like, if you're a little feminine, then chop off your body parts and change your gender. Commit to the movement. Prince would probably... He stayed out of a lot of stuff as far as politics, but he was very blunt and honest about his opinions when asked. And if he didn't want to talk about it, he would just be like, I don't talk about it. Uh, But I would be so curious to know what he thinks about all that. Like, embrace. Yeah. Embrace. He would probably say embrace your femininity as a man because we all have a little bit. Like, we have a little bit of masculinity. That's the right way to approach it. Yeah. If you... If you're a man and you're a little feminine, that's fine. Embrace it like Prince. Don't chop off your private parts. Yeah. You don't need to change your gender. It's okay to be a little feminine and have those things, but we don't need to be drastic about it. There's only one Prince, though. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) There's no one that's ever going to be Prince. Even Bruno. Sorry. Love Bruno, Mm. but he's never going to be Prince. There's no one like that guy. That guy was a freaking genius, talented to no end. I mean, gosh, I miss him. R.I.P. R.I.P. Prince. Well, guys, a little different take today. And it was fun. It was a fun little discussion, I have to say. <laughs> this is a fun. good one. Yeah. This is a good poll. Yeah. To be able to talk about something that's not just like a movie, but not just one performance, but kind of moving through the years and just yeah. seeing how things change. Change and evolve. Especially the VMAs because they're literally tanking crap. because no one cares. The ratings suck. It's crap now. It's crap. It's just crap. Terrible TV. No one wants it. Terrible. It's terrible. Well, there's plenty more where this came from. Check out next week. Next week's episode. Uh, we don't have a topic yet, do we? We don't have a topic yet, guys. Also, if you have topics that you want us to talk yes. about, drop it in the comments. Talk to us. Yes. We're friendly. Talk We're to so us. personable. We need friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are like, oh my gosh, this would be so good to review. 
Tell us. Yeah. Tell us everything. Tell us everything. <laughs> we love suggestions. We love it all. So comment, like, share, subscribe, follow, do it all. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell them all. Tell your cousin. Yeah. Well, tell your neighbors. Tell your dad. Cold call. Do it all. <laughs> Go knock on the door. Yeah. Start calling up your friends from high school. Yeah. Tell them that you watched a show. And that's awesome. And just send it to them. <laughs> <laughs> forcing our listeners to share us with everyone. Don't just use that share button. You will like it. No, you're going to call your family members. You're going to call your long lost cousin and you're going to tell them about our show. And you're going to like it. You're going to like it. Yeah. So guys, um, yeah, I mean, but if you want to, totally cool. If you don't want to share us, that's completely fine. But if you do, feel free to share us with literally anyone. But share us. Yeah. So we have a show Sunday and yes. Wednesday. Yes. So you get to see us twice a week. Drop comments. Let us know how we did and any, any things that we should be doing next. Cool. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Girls Gone Right. Be sure to check us out on YouTube to watch the video format and check us out on Instagram at Girls Gone Right.